Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez. This is Bucko9. Depending on where you're seeing, I guess it's my... Oh, no, that way. It's my left. Spencer Drew Stank. What's up, Drew? Yeah, I don't... I get confused, man. I don't know. And then down there. See, look, I did it again. I was like, not over there. Down there. Mr. Steve Brokoff, what's up, man? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? It's been a a nice week off, hasn't it? It's been a nice week off. (laughs) No. (laughs) It hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, lots of news. We got a lot to talk about. Hey, we have a lot to talk about. Episode 45. Let's get this thing going. Uh, So here's the thing. I don't know if my audio is going to work. I think it might have been because I was using a weird browser. We're trying to figure it out. So... We'll play it by ear. Everybody here in the comments, please let us know how we're sounding to y'all. If you're not here live with us, welcome in. Let's go. Let's get this going. Episode 45, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a bunch of club news, a bunch of things that happened since we were last here. So let me lower the volume here on this awesome song. Oh, no, you welcome to the Loyal Locals podcast, Brandon. Uh, let's see here. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, people, Nick, Thomas, what's up, guys? That's my line. <laughs> That's my line. I do. Uh, we're gonna start off by talking about what we're drinking. So, this is actually the I think the last beer that's in my uh, fridge. I'm gonna have a Creative Uh-oh. Creature Brewing Bantha Milk. It's an oatmeal milk milkshake ale with blueberry raspberry blue raspberry slush syrup, marshmallow, and milk sugar. Ooh. It's crazy. There's a little Bantha. Yeah, I'm big fan. Yeah, gnarly. Nice. Anything Star Wars from Creed, anything from Creed is great, but that Star Wars series, dude, yeah, so good. What are you guys having, Drew? What are you having? Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Thorn Relay again. This is good. Just keep them coming, dude. That's a good beer. Nice. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good solid. That is a beer. good beer. Oh yeah. They, yeah. They, they, we got to drink more Thorn, and by we I mean me. So that's <laughs> my, my new beer's resolution. Yeah, new I beers. Doesn't, ma- doesn't have to nice. be a new year to make a new beers resolution. Surprise, surprise! Look at that pizza port, of course. Coastal, coastal, access? coastal access. This is a yeah. phenomenal IPA. Okay, very good, very very good. Hey, my um, my kegerator's been dry a little too long. I've been trying to trying to figure out what I want next. Uh, the 109 keg situation didn't work out. Um, so I've just been kind of waiting to to figure out what I want to get next. So hasn't ha- hasn't really ha- happened yet, but. I'm happy to buy some cans. Shame on Brian. And a hole in your heart. I know. Shame on Brian. I will. I will message him and complain. I'm gonna say my president. <laughs> my president <laughs> didn't get his keg. What's up with that? Uh, well, cheers to you guys. <laughs> cheers. I'm gonna pop this thing. Cheers, brother. Is this loud enough for you, Nick Duffy? Whoa, dude, chill out. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good right there. Hey, yeah, chime in right here if you're in the chat with us on YouTube or uh, Bump TV, as we like to call it. What are you all drinking with us today? Let us know. I'm very interested to hear what you all are drinking. Yeah. Apparently, we're uh, creatures of habit because I always am having a creative creature beer. Drew's always have well, not always, but as of recently, I'm had a, a few uh, Thorn. Drew mixes it up. And Steve is the only one that's having not a partner beer. And 
always is having mm. pizza port, but that's okay. Maybe we will. Maybe that's what we're trying to do is convince them to become a. Maybe so. You know, partner. Maybe so. That'd be dope. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Duffy, Mr. Duffy is um, in, in, I, I can't believe the the month he's having. Uh, the month that we have the most home matches, he's uh, he's he's done a sober month. So uh, m- massive props to him. I'm not sure I could uh, I could quite undertake what he's doing, but uh, I want to shout him out for what is he really for the, yeah. the sacrifice he's making. It's incredible. Full full dry July, but it is one of those, he's, he said yeah. to me, he was like, you know what? It's a good thing to do. I just don't know if I'm going to choose July next time. It doesn't have to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Even though it is Can't pretty fun. It. it is kind of a, one of the worst months to choose, but wow. uh, I applaud him for that effort because I think it's something we should all do healthily Nick, sometimes as fast from uh, – fast our livers from from what uh we normally poison them with so <laughs> my poison of choice tonight is going down very smooth though so i applaud cheers to you nick for sure you and everybody else drinking wasser or water uh in the comments as well it seems like you're not alone so it seems like we got a number of people out there Ooh, we got yeah, san diego wine waterman watermelon seltzer nice from marissa san diego wine nice. and you got a twin yeah you're 20 they're wearing the same t-shirt chair hey watermelon seltzer there you go yeah shout out fair pod yes. wanna before before we move on and, and whatever i want to shout out marissa um we we know by now she is moving so we're going to miss you marissa uh, you've been a big part of kind of what we've built here all the way back to the soccer city days really involved with what was one of the coolest things that came out of that was foodie mcfoodie face uh that, that food drive we did um this is a huge part of that so i want to shout out and just say we're going to miss you around here um and best wishes to you going forward yeah Absolutely. Uh, everything that Steve said, and that, that goes for all of the locals. Uh, we go miss you, but we're going to enjoy you for a little bit, hopefully. We get to see you this uh, this coming yeah. Saturday, which we're going to get into talking about totally. uh, in a bit. But for sure. Thanks for being part of the community, and you'll always be part of the community. It's just uh, sometimes oh, yeah. the, your journey takes you somewhere else. So we'll, we'll love having you uh, be a part of the community and give us insight from a distance, possibly, of kind of what it looks like, because sometimes we need that 30,000-foot view. So... Uh, best wishes and luck to you, Marissa. But let's let's move to the weekend, as we were saying. Let's let's get into that. Um, and kind of let's who go. are we gonna play? Who are we playing? Uh, some team from Chandler. Chandler, Chandler, yeah, Chandler Downing. Some out of state team. Some out of state team. I was actually just some in their state. Zonies. It was it was terrible. Uh, so like we had fun and everything, but the weather there. I mean, just uh, I don't know. I just muy caliente. Yeah. Well. Okay. So let's get into. Like, why has it been a weird and bad week, right? Like, we, not because of loyal. I mean, there's been some stuff that's come out that we'll, we're going to talk about the Warren situation, but good stuff also. But it's been super busy for all of us. Steve, how are you feeling, man? He was sick for a bit, too. Yeah. And I was almost feeling it today, man. I'm good now, but like, I started kind of feeling like there's something in the air again. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously in the situation, in the kind of, not a situation, in the like, world that we live in now anything immediately everybody everybody goes oh my god it's covid oh my god um so i know i know so how yeah you i know i i don't know it's kind of sunday midday i started feeling a headache come on and kind of a sniffly nose and kind of a scratchy throat and i just just kind of got a cold you know just like a normal cold um i feel like we've all been kind of cooped up and our immune systems are a uh, little i've, I've taken a little vacation and it kind of got me so i was pretty much down for the count monday Monday, I was like sleeping. I was like asleep Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I finally was feeling a little bit better. And then uh, Wednesday, I kind of made myself get up, walk the dogs, go to work. 
uh, still didn't feel 100%, but better. And then today, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling good. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then I back, started back at it. Back at it. I started a job right, and so like it, literally, my body wasn't ready to get back to work, and so I've been trying to adjust. So I think that has a lot to do with yeah. it. And then Drew's been having a whole bunch of stuff too that he's been doing at home and having to deal with along with with work. Yeah, so it's like the yeah, three just of us. living. I, I felt kind of not great earlier this week too. Is my mic okay here? Because I keep getting told that I'm in a different room or or unavailable. My sound is literally all the way up, so I cannot go any further up uh, in terms of where the volume is going to go here. Um, so yeah, the actually selling selling your house is never fun. Can you turn it down a little bit? Because you're like really high. literally if I go any <laughs> any more down, That'd this be... is where I'm at. Actually, you know is what? That is that good? Yeah, that's good. We'll keep that okay. That way I'm at least in the same room as you guys, not leaning in the doorway being like, hey, I have a comment. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) Don't listen (laughs) to everybody else. Everybody else is just a bunch of haters. Cool, cool. I trust Ben Foreman. I trust Ben Foreman. I'll wear that t-shirt. You're much better than me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, (laughs) the the, the thing, selling a place is never fun, especially after everything that everybody's gone through in the last year or so, just like all the different checks and stuff of having to move in and out and uh, so that's kind of what I'm going through. And I also felt like not great earlier today, but I didn't want to say anything. So I was like, solidarity, don't be uh, the guy dropping the ball. But it is, it does just feel like everybody's <laughs> hanging with a little bit of something. And maybe it's a just pushing so hard right after um, we were given a little bit more freedom, I think possibly. And then also being able to go all these games just felt like game after game after game after game. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just your body telling you like, hey, take it easy for a yeah, minute, you know? So I think, yeah, I maybe think we've had this that... little time here to take it easy and ramp back up this weekend. So I'm excited to do it. I agree. Yo, but there was a bunch of games, too. Before we move on, we have... Sorry, Jerry, go. No, I was just saying that there is, you know, like we took a break, but there was a bunch of games still going on. Some very exciting games. So we'll get into those. But what were you going to say before we do that, Steve? I was just going to basically say the same thing. Before we move on to the upcoming game, we, we there's been a ton that's happened this past week yeah. um, that we really need to get to. Um, like we said at the beginning, we have a lot to talk about. Um, so And we will cover that, but jerry that was a better transition than i had so please take it away (laughs) so we (laughs) got to see our upcoming opponents just beat the crap out of galaxy 2 uh it was not even i didn't even feel like it was a game and you know what's you know frustrating for me is seeing phoenix so easily be able to take teams out where i know that we can do the same but we haven't been able to and maybe I'd, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to, you know, to Phoenix. I mean, but they are the best team. So do you? Do you not compare yourself to our hated rival? Right. Uh, and something like this, you know, the, taking us out 4-1 to one, and then uh, Galaxy 2-5-0. Uh, that, that sounded weird. Galaxy 2 lost 5-0 to Phoenix. <laughs> uh, it's It was... Very interesting to watch. Maybe different players. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know those stats or whatever. But how did you guys see that game? Because I watched it and it was just a complete massacre. Like it just Phoenix yeah. was running circles easily around this team. We, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually watch those. the game, but um, again, shouts good. to the USL Championship website. They they have really good extensive extended highlights, uh, and I checked those out a couple times and. Um, it's pretty easy to see Solomon Asante is a beast. Uh, he's a very good player. I think he had three goals and assist or two goals and an assist. I can't remember if it was a hat trick or a brace. Uh, but great. regardless, um, it's just clear to see he can just dominate a match when he wants to. Um, 
So He's definitely the yeah, MVP. Of the they're league a very so far. good team. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think there's you know, a, a debate on, yeah. on Asante for sure. And then you just look at them. Yeah, they're they're incredible. playing at a different gear. And for some reason, we don't get to play LA, LA Galaxy 2. Maybe we will in our next match where they're not going to allow fans. Uh, we can show them how, yes. you know, they're going to get beat either way. But uh, I, I do think we don't seem to get them when they're playing just like out of shorts. But you can out of sorts or out of shorts, either one. Uh, <laughs> but you, you, you get them uh, like this where Phoenix is just clearly the better team. And they just weren't playing for anything. It felt like it just you were seeing guys just kind of dragged behind balls here that were hit behind them. So hopefully we get a taste oh. of that from Galaxy. But um, from Phoenix, it shows you they're just as razor sharp as always and going to be able to hit you hit you in spaces where you think, hey, we're covering well. We've dominated for 30 minutes. And even then, they can punch you on a counter just so quickly just because of the speed they have. And their vertical passing game is, is pretty incredible and some good diagonal passes, too, that are something that's always hard to defend against and that's where grant stoneman hopefully hopefully would be helpful because we get to keep him this weekend um versus yeah. uh where we were out last week which was not being able to get that but um yeah it's 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 going to be exciting to, to see what's going on here in terms of uh this weekend because you have two teams that are couldn't be playing you know better i think yeah. uh right now it's it's going to be fun i think this game will definitely give us a better idea even though we're so you know we're still I would say early in the season. I don't think that we necessarily have seen yeah. everything, you know, what to expect. Maybe with USL a little bit more. I don't think things will change too much just from watching these other teams in the Pacific Division play. But we need to keep an open mind and say anything can happen. It's the U.S. Uh, in general, MLS, uh, NISA, USL, all the leagues in the United States are just ne – you can never – Never predict from one game to another things can change because it's not just, you know, one team. It's not just you that changes things. It's everybody that's below you and above you that can lose or win games. And then you're thrown off of your uh, position. Like, for example, right now, yeah. you know, tied for second or, or second, third. Uh, I think, you know, everybody was saying, and I keep seeing it, that it was because we have played the same amount. Goal differential is not the first uh decider of you get second or third right it goes first to how many games you've won against that opponent is that correct right okay yeah, so that's that's my understanding so i think the usl championship website for standings is incorrect and it's wrong so per we their own rules like it's <laughs> it's pretty uh baffling right how they don't have that it's almost right, like they just use some like open whatever. source software that does it based on a different tiebreaker and they never programmed it differently because yeah. they've never had this issue right yeah, so pretty much what we're Meow. looking at. Yes, so what we're looking at is San Diego Loyal currently in second place, Phoenix Rising in first, and you just saw Phoenix Rising and being in first for a reason, five right? Points. Being in Galaxy with yeah. five zero by five points. They're ahead with and one a game in hand and a game in hand. Correct. So then, here's yeah. the thing, though, and this is something that I'm excited about. Actually, let's talk about Orange County. So Orange County goes into uh, Rio Grande Valley and. Like Thank a lot of people this season, don't get it done. Yeah, Rio Grande's <laughs> been good this year. They've yeah. been they've been surprised uh, in their division. You know, we were on the division, so we haven't really they seen it after us. we played them. Yeah, we were, we got disappointed there, but it was a string of disappointments. So I think we forget. But you look back and you go, "Oh, RGV's put together a great season." So that loss almost doesn't seem as bad now. It's it still <laughs> sucked, but it's one of those things where it doesn't seem as bad because. Really, they were, you know, a good team. They were just a tiger waiting to pounce. And so uh, it, it worked to our benefit. OC also had trouble and couldn't get it done. So 
nice to see um you know see those guys keep trucking and uh rgv's been a team that in a club that's kind of gone through some different uh, phases so it's good to see them just have success on the field that always helps you know community and helps a group that maybe hasn't been <laughs> as forefronted in in usl in a number of years just because they're in a weird part of texas that nobody really visits yeah <laughs> but good for them man yeah they they, they they sometimes you get sometimes you you lose uh we lost before and now we get back those points it feels like uh almost in the chase because of the fact that they were able to deal that to our uh our rivals here a little bit uh, rivals They're the people to the north people to the north uh, yeah the white walkers yeah. if you will above the wall <laughs> the uh rg actually rgv i didn't yeah. realize they were doing really they're doing pretty good so they're at 24 points with 13 games played with a record of seven three and three uh recently have the last five uh they are at a draw one loss win draw win so yeah two wins two draws one loss uh for rio grande valley so they you know orange county was going to go to visit them, and they just could not get it done. Orange County is a great team, but that brings them to now two straight losses for the season and also brings them up to a same amount of yep. games played as us, same amount of points. Only thing is the goal differential that I can see as a difference, which is that Orange County has been able to put it in the back of the net more than we have and uh, hence have a five-goal differential, whereas we have a negative one, right? I mean... Not a not yeah. I think a lot of that's just the early, the early, the early matches in the season that we just yes. you know we couldn't keep it together. We couldn't we couldn't keep the ball out of the net, and, and we we had a lot of bad losses. And most of our wins have been pretty narrow wins, so we just haven't been able to make that up. I think but I've said it before. Ultimately, yeah, like the God. I think I've said it before on this podcast that you know let's take a minute. I think I said it last week. Let's take a minute and enjoy that because we started the season with zero and four. Right, and now here we are, mm-hmm. battling for the who, second place. Who, who thought we'd be place. here? The 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 GIF with the uh, landing coach of the month too. Nine unbeaten. Right? Oh, did you see <laughs> that? The, yeah. the club went yeah. in and was like, "Well, we knew, okay, but he's whatever." Uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna not like this Paul Rudd meme that everybody loves. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to San Diego Loyo for uh, being silly along with us. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's exciting. And what I was gonna say now that we've Talked a little bit about Orange County, just losing 2-0 to RGV again. It puts us in a position where you look now at the bottom of the table, uh, or I should say underneath us, right? So we have Phoenix Rising at the top, Orange County, San Diego Loyal, uh, top three. And then everything underneath that is kind of up for grabs, right? Because you have a team that's only played eight games, but has six points. These guys have won one match. I'm talking about Oakland Roots. Uh, then you have a team like Sacramento Republic, who we thought for sure would be in the top four, at least I did, and have played 12 matches and only 12 points to show for it with six losses, only three wins on the season, three ties. And then you have Galaxy 2, who I think we were all expecting Galaxy 2 and Tacoma Defiance to be a little bit lower. And again, 13 points, 13 points. There's a three-way tie with 13 points there with Vegas, Tacoma and with Carson and it's very much unlike what I was expecting but what that does now if you look at it I mean we are if we keep up this winning you know even if we don't show up against Phoenix Rising and we continue to show up I think we're in a good place now where the team directly following us in points would be Las Vegas Lights with those 13 points and and Tacoma with 13 points and Galaxy with 13 points we have 21. That's pretty good. 
pretty darn good. Yeah. I don't know. How do you guys feel about yep. that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's almost global soccer. You know, you consider a good team who gets average of two points or more per match, and we're not quite there. You know, thirteen matches played, uh, twenty-one points. Um, yeah, we've been, we, it's been a tough division. It's been close. Uh, Tacoma obviously beat us earlier in the season. Um, that that was a rough kind of a wake up call. And now I think you know our our next up against Tacoma next week um, may be a little bit different. You know we're we're in much better form. So um, obviously the, those first four matches killed us. The first seven of eight away uh, was just a really tough stretch to open the season. Obviously still kind of feeling the effects of COVID, but you know here we go. We're 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 trying to make up for. Uh, a rough start and I think we're doing so pretty well you know nine I think it's nine unbeaten uh in a row obviously the the, the Sholos match was a friendly so that doesn't count against the kind of the streak we're on but um yeah we're making up for it and we're playing some really good soccer right now totally yeah I think one of the things that um you pointed this out uh you called them out in the comments but Ben Ben made this point when we were going through previous games which is we have massive issue with keeping clean sheets so this is something moving forward I think will be more of an emphasis from the defenses to see if we can shut teams out. I think it'll bode a lot better, especially as you get towards the playoffs, where we've had so many of those points lost yeah. at the last second, too. That's also what's been so frustrating was uh, between that RGV game, the Sacramento game, when we have had heartbreak, it is typically, and even Phoenix, those two stoppage time goals, it's always been late, right? Um, and so it's it's just tough to see that kind of... Uh, that kind of interplay. So, so I think from that point, like it, it's, you know, we've had one keeper who kept a clean sheet. It was Austin Guerrero. So you want to see some more consistency there in terms of the defensive backs uh, across the board in terms of how we play defense. And maybe it is just a style that they know with a certain keeper, they're going to play out a certain way. And maybe it has to do with an entire team effort in that choice, but it does seem to bode the question as to why the ball always seems to go into the net every single game. Uh, versus other teams like Phoenix, where even though they're beating the heck out of LA Galaxy 2, they didn't let in any goals, right? Um, that's the difference here going into this weekend is can we can we get there against them? And similarly, uh, you know, they, they have that pedigree versus we haven't really shown a consistent ability, I think, either last season or this season without John Kempen, right, uh, to do that, who is Superman, you know, as we know it. So that's, that's something that I'm looking forward to and hoping, you know, kind of good vibes into the weekend defensively, but um, you know, that's, it's something that I've been concerned with for a while and banging the drum about. So cool comment. Um, hey, throw it back yeah. up there. I, I want to give you a different perspective on that. Go ahead. If, if I could, please. Uh, ben, maybe let's think about actually everybody here who agrees with this because I don't necessarily like what I'm about to say, but I just want to give you guys a different way of take. looking, a different way of looking at this. I don't think that we have a massive issue with keeping clean sheets. I think that the way that our club is playing, the way that they are purposefully putting out the product that is our team, our squad, makes it so that it's difficult to keep a cl uh, clean sheet because yeah. we want to be scoring goals. Now, those goals haven't come as easily as we probably want them. So I would say we have a massive issue with completing our opportunities rather than massive issue with keeping clean sheets because of the way that we are meant to play the way that Landon and Nate have said that they want us to play. And so just maybe think about it that way. 
I just want those free car washes. It's a fair bro. point. I do yeah. too, man. Trust me. That's why I said I don't necessarily <laughs> like what I'm about to say <laughs> because I want a free car. My van is nasty out there. Okay, I'm just. I know. Right? It's it's a fair it's a, it's a fair point, and I I mean we could talk yeah. about this for another half an hour. We have a lot else to talk about, so I yeah, think we tactics for sure. But, but no, I think it's it's, it's it's a fair point. Yeah, yeah if you come here for tactics, you're not listening. No, to but <laughs> that's 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 what we're talking about here a little bit. Is it, if you do, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. When you want to be more offensive, you're more uh, suspect to the counter, and especially where some of our goals have been this season in terms of uh, just some guy getting caught out in the wrong spot and then balling it in. So mm-hmm. um, this weekend, we hope not to see that. Um, but there's a couple more, you know, news pieces before we run into the match too. Just one of the pieces I'll, I'll hit real quick is Landon is coach of the month. That's great. Pretty cool. Pretty That's neat. Pretty cool. I think it also, uh, yeah. no. you know, we should give a shout out to the entire coaching staff. Cause I don't think it's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it, I think beyond that, Nate Miller, uh, shout out as we were just saying tactics, I think it's worked, right? The mission was, Hey, keep sticking with us. And Landon was the, uh, the, the face of saying this, stick with us. It will get better. We all knew that part of the back end of that was the conversations he's having it with his assistant coach about what they're doing and how they're trying to push a certain style of play uh, that they promised since day one. And um, they've always said it'd be exciting, and they were not wrong. Games have been very exciting. <laughs> and they when they score and they win, uh, like this last week against Orange County when they came back, that's pretty exciting, right? Uh, even with 10 people, you can get it done. So um, that's that's what I'm, I'm you know, my note on that any other notes in terms of yeah we should expect this in some ways from landon donovan right to get accolades and win awards uh is kind of his thing in some ways but um he he's earned this i think in a lot of ways by uh, sticking with the process and sticking with his staff in a way that's um you know not and not being wavering really like unwavering completely in making sure that they stuck with the vision so um maybe changed a couple things here and there but Overall, it seems yeah, like they're playing the way they want to play, which is exciting. My favorite part of that whole thing was, was uh, that probably Landon, uh, Coach coach Landon pictures will very rarely ever be him without a logo scarf, and I love that yeah. so very much. Yeah, so we, yeah. we were winning the award, too, around us next. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say, like, Drew, what you finished with, that they, they have made adjustments. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, props to sticking with kind of what they were doing, but I would also give higher props to making adjustments. Um, That first match at Phoenix where we got completely stomped and then the three weeks thereafter, um, there was a lot of sloppy soccer. There was a lot of bad, bad bad stretches uh, where we just could not possess. And I feel like they changed some stuff, right? There's kind of a double pivot thing going on with Charlie and Colin. Um, Colin has a little more freedom. Charlie has a little more freedom. That's definitely different. Metcalf going up and down the flank. Elijah hasn't been starting as much, which I've been kind of surprised about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that seems to be working, kind of a three-back yeah. in possession. Super solid. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think there's there's been a lot of adjustments. Um, Miguel Ibarra coming, you know, coming back. I think he he had a rough couple games up front, and then he really seemed to settle. So that's obviously, you know, coaching getting up to speed with the system. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely props here, right? There's a lot of props that they have done. A lot of players coming in um, now, too, nine right? Unbeaten Different teams. loans. No, yeah. yeah, and they had to adjust with all of that. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's definitely been adjustments for sure. Um, I've, yeah, I just think the support of everyone involved has been pretty consistent, which I think is incredible when you look at a really bad stretch of play and a good stretch of play, and it's consistent, right? All of the, the messaging and the uh, emotion around all of that. You know, obviously the highs are, are more fun and everybody's smiling, and then the lows are, aren't as good, but I think the ownership of each 
has been equal, which I've loved to see from this coaching staff and from the players, um, you know, personally have very much worn it on their sleeves and said, Hey, we have to be better here. Or it's so great that we could do this here, but the eye is still on the prize. It's still the playoffs. It's still doing it when it matters. We have to be ready for that. And so even not just winning this game this weekend that we'll talk about right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that I, I I've loved to see too, is just that messaging is obviously seeping in all the way from the chairman to the coaching staff, to, uh, anyone that that's kind of how they're going to handle their businesses being at a championship level, which is great for the USL championship. Hey, Steve, you're our president. So I think you should probably talk about this other one. Yeah. 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 The, the one, the last topic I think we have before we get to this weekend's match is um, the news that Warren Smith stepped down. He stepped down as president of the club. Um, It's, it's definitely not, uh, not a secret that he hadn't been around right last year. He was, um, very out there, right? It, that home match, he was at the barking lot with us. He marched with us in. Uh, Tom tells a great story about kind of that. Uh, it's a really great story. Um, and then he was in the stands with us, right? And, and, and then, you know, this this year, he hasn't been around. Um, all we know is is what's been released publicly that, you know, he, he just stepped away for personal reasons. Um, and that it is what it is, right? We're not, we're not the kind of people that are going to be poking and prodding and asking for more information when it's for personal reasons, um, it's not really our business. We just have to trust that San Diego Loyal and that Warren Smith made the right decision together for him to step away. Um, and it's sad. It's sad to see, right? I mean, going way, way back, um, I've told this story before on this podcast and, in, and especially in John's documentary. Um, but Warren, Daryl, Ricardo, and myself first started meeting in December of 2018. It seems like for, I mean, forever ago, because it kind of was, it's like two and a half years ago um, where we started meeting and started having these conversations about what, what the USL, what USL is, what USL could be in San Diego. Um, and now he's gone, you know, he, he stepped away. So it's, it's kind of sad to see. Um, I hope the best for him. Uh, I, I just want to say, you know, thank you to him for all the work that he put in. Um he chose San Diego and he put his heart and soul into this club. And he, it was kind of always his kind of always his thing to, to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to launch this. I love this. I have such a passion for this. Um, and, and he did it. He, he, he did it in, in six months really from announcement to first match. Um, and, uh, it was a ton of work. He put together a really good team there at, at the club, at the club offices, and he built a really solid foundation uh, that's kind of the, the statement that we put out, you know, the foundation that he built, we're going to keep building on. And we just hope that the work that we do uh, can kind of live up to the standard that he set um, as well with the club. So, um, yeah, I, I just I just wish him the best. Um, and, and again, it's really sad to see. I hope that, you know, he, he's he's been tweeting. He's been responding to people. He's been saying a lot um, that he's going to be back at the stadium and, he'll, he, you know, he'll, he'll see us again. And I really hope that's true because I think that um, it would be really cool to see him around and to see him uh to see him see this club grow kind of in his shadow so um again shouts to warren uh really gonna miss you around the club offices um and whoever whoever they choose to step in as president has really big shoes to fill i think there's there's some good in-house candidates i think there's they're gonna do an extensive search i fully trust andrew Uh, i know he's as committed as ever uh, having conversations with the club often i know he's incredibly committed to to this. Um, so I do not have any, uh, any doubts that they're going to make the right decision and the right hire, but it is still sad to see a change at the top. 
uh, when I know that, you know, he, he had such a passion for this and, um, he still stepped away. So I hope everything's okay in his life. And, uh, I hope to see him around guys. Yeah. No, he's, he's a, he's a person who, when he first showed up, I thought of him kind of like a white knight syndrome, like, Oh, I'm going to show up and do this thing. But in reality, what it was, was he was taking his reputation and saying right after we had had an epic failure here, um, to convert an idea into reality for a lot of different reasons. He was coming in and saying, I'm going to stake my reputation on the fact that the city is a great place for exactly what loyal is now. Um, he saw it. He was like, this is what it could be. It could be here. It could be here now. It should be here. It should have been here two years ago. Like if soccer city never happened, he said, like I was trying to go earlier almost, I think is what his thought process yep. was. Obviously the timeline with Sacramento was a little bit before that, but he's always thought of this market as somewhere that he'd had an eye for. And so it was pretty cool to see him say, I'm going to stake my reputation on creating this. Otherwise I don't believe we'd really be here because you'd look around and you say, okay, there's other people doing this, but he was really the person with the, you know, engine that got the train running down the track. Um, and so it is, it's sad because you're seeing the, yeah, you know, in the that? Thomas, the tank engine analogy, like you're seeing Thomas get swapped out and Thomas is everybody's favorite. Now you're getting one of the other engines, maybe who's going to be great. Right. But it's, you know, it's going to be different. It's just a different face, you know, that's, that's driving that train and pulling the cars behind it sometimes or pushing them from behind, uh, if needed. But, um, but it, he, he's yeah, the, a great face that I'll always smile when I see because of what he represents in terms of believing, uh, in a way that Ted Lasso season two comes out tonight slash tomorrow. So believe, uh, he was definitely a person like that for me who said like, Hey, believe this can happen here and believe that it's going to happen. And it did. And so, um, props to that guy always, uh, for this. And, uh, I'm excited to see where it always yep. goes because he'll always be a part of that bedrock, but, um, you know, it's tough. It, it's hard. You can't move out bedrock, right? You can just build on top of it. So that's how I look at it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have very much to add to that. I do on a personal note and completely talking for myself and not speaking for anybody else i do think that the foundation is still being built and it makes me really sad that uh warren sure. isn't going to get to finish uh fi building that with well us said. i think so yeah and that's the thing it that it I think doesn't feel like it it, it doesn't feel like it and uh so he will definitely be missed however i do feel that yeah, there point. is some people in the front office that will very much uh you know, do a fantastic job and can take up that mantle. That is a very, very heavy, heavy thing to carry because, I mean, Warren is, there's only one Warren. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear that he will still be part owner. He will still be around. And I hope that he's always been a man of his word. So I just hope that he continues to be that way and that we get to see him at least a couple yep. more times um, this season, at least. I think that'd be great. So, yeah. all right. A anything before yeah, the, we move well, on? I'll just... Before we move on, I want to say that, you know, in our original Locals video, when we named this supporters group, what did we say, Jerry? We said the club, staff, front office will come and go, but who remains? It's us, right? So this is yep. this is something that we're going to have to deal with. It's sad to see so early in the club's history, but we're, we're going to be here, right? I'm going to support this club for forever, and that, that front office is going to come and go, and we're going to have relationships with those people, and this is going to happen. It's just sad to see it happen now. Yeah, what Jeremy said right there too is a, is a very big part of also how I'm feeling. Uh, yeah, and he very much was the one spearheading looking yep. for our home, and and you know I'm not sure who is doing that now. So um, I hope to hear from the club soon. Maybe we can 
have a meeting. It with leaves us soon. with more questions than answers. I think a little bit, right, sure. as as to why now and 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 what. But again, as Steve said, it's not to pry. It's just to kind of wonder. And the answers I think will become clearer in the next you know three to four months as to who is the person to look to for that. Um, you know, maybe it takes till the end of the season too for them to say, hey, we found the right person, and now's the right time to bring him in or or something like that. So uh, we'll see, but. It'll be it'll be interesting moving forward. And uh, again, uh, if I see him around, it's uh, try and buy him a beer. But usually, he'll try and hand you in first. Uh, is kind of the problem with that guy. So uh, and then you're just having lots of beers, which is never a problem, I guess. So uh, <laughs> cheers, cheers to you, sir. Yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> you want a beer, Warren? Actually, I have two in my pockets. <laughs> I actually have a backpack full of them. Here you go. Just like Mary Poppins <laughs> pulling them out. I'm just hoping for more of a Gordon than a Percy when we're talking Thomas the Tank Engine analogies, guys. Uh, oh, my God. It's lighting up the comments over here. But, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on who the next president should be. Looking more Gordon. Nice. No Tobys. Toby's a caboose. So let's get into this. Yeah, ben, 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 you said it well there. You know, club first. People are going to come and go. You support the club. You support the city. Um and you got to deal with the the people who come and go, and it is it's, what it is. It's been our mentality from you know, the beginning. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's get absolutely. into this. Absolutely. Seven twenty four, y'all. Let's we go. are two d two two d. I can't spoke today. Two days away. If you're listening live with us, all nineteen of you here live. Uh, there's uh two days before Saturday's match. Seven thirty p.m. kickoff. We face off against Phoenix here at home. Phoenix is Phoenix Rising's record away isn't the greatest, but it's also not too bad. They have two wins, one tie, but two losses. So only two losses of the season have come at away games. And we, I believe, gave them one of those, right? Oh, yeah, that's Ooh. right. I remember that one. Yeah. That was a fun game. Fun game, yeah. So... Yeah. That was a fun game. <laughs> that was a very fun game. So we get to see him again uh, very soon here in the next 48 hours plus, uh, not too far far away in the in the future. And it's a very, uh, very important match. We're going to have a lot of things going on this match. One, it's very important because it could potentially be this is the Pacific Division top two right here. And so... It'll be not only a fun one to watch, obviously the rivalry is there, but also we're going to be celebrating uh, Pride. Uh, June is Pride Month, but because of Phoenix coming in, I think they wanted to wait a little bit. I know that I also think um, uh, like SD Pride uh, is during this month, isn't it? So Yes. Yeah. It's not during the quote-unquote normal Pride Month, mm -hmm. even though the whole point of Pride is normal is not normal. Uh, but yeah, Pride is... Typically, the previous month to ours in most cities around the country, mm -hmm. uh, San Diego's does it a little bit differently. There's a number of cities, I think, that actually do it alternatively uh, in July for various reasons as to having their own pride celebrations before national pride was really a thing mm -hmm. uh, is typically the thought there, I believe. Nice. But so, yeah, it's cool. So it all coincides. And yeah, we're, we got that section uh, next to us. The pride uh, section is, has been you know nicely enforced in a, in a different number of games. But this is the big game. Um, to kind of have uh, an out and proud section there. And it's going to be really fun to have that right there next alongside us. Hopefully uh, we can extend flags maybe to two sections. Uh, we'll see uh, for this game. But uh, it's going to be, I don't know, just a, a ball. It's going to be super fun. Uh, and I believe that they're going to hopefully be joining us pregame as well. That's kind of the idea is uh, anybody who's coming out to the match, either in our section or their section for specifically, uh, we would love to have you at the pregame as well. So 
um, it's it's going to be a just a whole fun fun day. I'm really looking forward to Saturday for a lot of reasons. You know, on the field, yeah. obviously with Phoenix, as we're going to talk about, but uh, in the stands, this is going to be you know one of the more fun things that I think we're going to do is community outreach in terms of engaging the community and trying to bring people in to say, hey, there's not just that, but here's a space for you to celebrate that um, at a sporting event is just kind of a unique thing. Still, uh, it shouldn't be uh, in 2021, but um, you know it's something that uh, we should always see more of. So. I'm excited to be not only there, but out and, you know, uh, proud with them next to them here uh, will be pretty fun. I just really want to match my T-shirt up to the icon in the corner. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> this guy. So along with the celebration um, is going to be a, a bunch of merch there from the club. Uh, yes, Brandon, I believe you can buy the scarf that you get with your ticket in Section 110. It's the scarf that they sold at the last match, which I have right there. I think it's right there. The pride scarf. Uh, it's pretty pretty rad. I love it. And it's, uh, I think, the one that they're giving out, if I'm not mistaken. So don't quote me, but I do believe they're going to have that on. It's like you can buy Ooh. it. You don't have to necessarily buy it. A ticket in section 110 but if you decide to then you can not only scream and yell and chant with us in uh one section over but also you get a really cool scarf so if you're listening and you're not part of the locals or have tickets in 109 which you should you can also get them in 110 uh right and then uh, i think we're gonna be having uh Members of Rainbow Loyals as well set up during Bum's Barking Lot, if I'm not mistaken. And they might have a few surprises as well. Uh, so you'll have to come and yep. see. That's going to be our little hook. Y'all have to come and see at Bum's Barking Lot, which starts, what time, Steve? Three hours before? Four hours before. Three hours before. So it'll be 4.30. 4.30. 4.30 things, this week. Uh, things open up. And uh, there's going to be food from Belinda's food truck. There's going to be some music. We're already working on a playlist. Go and add some Music to the playlist that our uh, director of marketing, Nicole Peterson, is putting together there on our Discord. So make sure you do that. Uh, but again, it's going to be a fun, fun night of celebrating, uh, you know, pride, celebrating uh, I uh, being inclusive and being, uh, you know, just yourselves and being us and having a good time and yep. welcoming everybody. So, yeah, it should be yep. a blast. And uh, let's see. What else we got? Last match versus Phoenix. Oh, that's right. It's our last match yep. versus Phoenix. Four, Fourteen games in, we're gonna play all four against Phoenix. So, uh, kind of speaks to maybe an easier second half of the season. Uh, we're still not even halfway through the season. That's kind of crazy to think about, right? It's weird scheduling. But we're still right? not even like halfway most through. Most sports they spread out these games, right? They'll put like a couple up front. Usually near the end of the season, you'll throw some of these uh, more competitive games. So it is weird, Steve. Sorry, go ahead. Real odd. Yeah. No, it just it, it's it's you know. But if we're gonna try to if we're gonna try to get first place, this is a must win. There's, you know, you always talk about there's a lot of games left, etc. But you have to win against the top if you want to beat the top, uh, table wise. Otherwise, you know, you're playing a lot of the same opponents and you expect a lot of the same results against those opponents. So you're basically gonna run parallel. Uh, you you have to win against the top teams um, and then beat the teams you got to beat. So if we want to take that crown, which I feel like we can, uh, obviously last time Phoenix was here, we did win. Um, I think we can we can do that. So huge implications. I agree. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a great point too. If if we win, we, we own the tiebreaker, and it can we all know it can really come down to that at the end of the season. So, and I mean, they always say get just get in the playoffs, just get in the playoffs, and it seems like we're on that right path. Obviously, that is really early in the season to say playoffs. We are or we are not um, locked in, but 
uh, you always want to win. You always want to win that division, especially against a team like Phoenix, who are just cocky motherfuckers. So I just want to um, win. I am hoping. I, I'm hoping that we can pull it out this weekend. Um, and it should be really should. It doesn't seem like we have any big injuries. Uh, Drew, you mentioned Stoneman. His one, his first yellow card got rescinded from uh, from the appeal, so he will be available uh, after the red card last week. Now so can we appeal huge, the rest of his huge, yellow right? cards? Or... Yeah. <laughs> it might be that's too a, late, a, dude. I'm pretty that's sure. A that's a big deal. He needs a lawyer. We'll get one lawyer whose whole job it is just to repeal <laughs> Grant Stoneman. Are you Grant Stoneman? Have you gotten a yellow card? Do I have a number for you? <laughs> yeah, like better called Saul for yellow cards. Who is this guy? Uh, anyway, there's a bump TV show. We'll make that one happen. Grant Stoneman uh, wasn't going to play this match. Nick yeah, that would have been <laughs> Nick Minute. Nick Minute. That's right. But um, yeah, it, it should just be it should be a good old good old soccer match. It should be probably one of the best matches we have left on on the home schedule, um, as far as the soccer on the field goes, and probably the intensity on the field. Um, you know, loyal, you know, you know these loyal players hate Phoenix, and you know that they want they they want to gain points. They want to earn this. Um, if we win, we're only two points behind them, and uh, that's, that's that's not insurmountable. If they win that goes to eight points that's that's a lot so we gotta um that's too good of a way of looking at this we gotta win still man will be available to get at least a yellow against phoenix (laughs) nice for sure there we go you can guarantee he'll get a yellow i like it yeah but yeah it'll be big match big 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 match big match in the season it's it's crazy because it is almost like we're mirror objects now we start off the season so cold they start off so hot as normal and then they kind of had a little rough patch while we were finding form a bit lost a few points in there and then right in the last four or five games we've all kind of hit our stride coming right back at each other like two racehorses down the finish uh even though it's just the middle it's not even the middle season as you said so it's like they're going down the second straight and it's like okay this is going to be a race so the other fun thing is coming out the back of this as he was pointing out if if we get in the playoffs, like you need to have that at home advantage against this team mm-hmm. because we've shown that we're a yeah. much better team at home too. So it's just one of those things where it feels like a must win because Whoa. the odds of us going to the championship increase at least 10% if we're at home through the playoffs. I, I really do believe that if not more, um, because it's just such a difference, especially against Phoenix, um, than going to that weird box that they built out in the desert. That's I'm sure nice, but it's still in the middle of the freaking desert. Uh, as they like to say from oceans 11, um, you get out of the stadium, you're still in the middle of the fucking desert. There you go. Sorry, kids. Explicit tag on this one. I hate um, I already cussed. Yeah, but yeah, that's a uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's going to be th- this is the what you tune into USL for. I'm kind of disappointed this won't be a national game in some ways, just because it mm-hmm. is such a good game, right? Compared to some of the other games that have been up there, which are also good. Uh, anything we've played this year has been really entertaining, but uh, this feels like it's going to be one of those. Um, you know, unmovable for unmovable objects, unstoppable force kind of things uh, is kind of where we're at here. And not sure which one's which, but uh, we'll find out Saturday, I guess. Yeah, Saturday. I hate Phoenix. Absolutely, this Saturday is going to be important. I hate Phoenix. Hey, listen, we go into this match with the same record for the last four matches: two wins, one draw, one win. Win, win, draw, win. Both of us, but they're coming yep. in with the five-zero win. Uh, we're coming in with with two one, <laughs> so it's yeah. a it's a little different. Um, we played Orange County. They played, but, you know, La, La Galaxy. Uh, we're up there. This is gonna be a very. But I will. Go ahead. I will say that I think the momentum is almost equal, right? I mean, they're coming off that five zero oh, win. Yeah. That's a lot of momentum. 
but we're coming off a two-one win where we had ten men and we scored two in the final thirty minutes. And then just had, had ten men. We were man down. Right, right, like, like that's the, that that momentum yeah. means a ton, right? So that moment, I'd, I'd say the momentum's almost equal regardless of the result. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of there's this is a big big match, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, ben, gonna be, uh, ben, yes, that's correct. What a crazy We're win, 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 draw, win. Jeez, yeah, man. isn't that crazy? Still that's buzzing fine. over that one. Yes, it is. Yes, there you go. Yeah. It's flipped. And if it was win, if we win, cut, win, draw, win, win, yeah. And if you cut off the last 30 seconds of the Sacramento match, it would have been a win. So uh, it was down to the hair. And that's where you got to yeah. close, right? That, to Ben's point earlier, that's where you got to <laughs> close. Um, you know, so we, you know, this, we'll find out this Saturday. One of the things that was encouraging this week is the player who has been the best for us this season uh, in almost all time, not named Miguel Berry, um, you know, is Jack Blake this season has been extremely good against Phoenix. I believe he scored three goals against them. Uh, all bangers because he doesn't do other goals. He only does bangers. bangers Jack bangers only, only. There you go. And yeah, he's uh, you know being extended by the club. We found that out. To, and this is just a weird, th- not a weird thing, but like a good weird thing in the sense of you don't see it happen often, and you don't see it in the middle of a season a ton in any sport where they go, hey, we're halfway through a season. Here's a contract extension for a player. Usually, it's done at the beginning of a season or the end of a contract, right? In the USL, your contracts are typically shorter, season-long contracts. So to have this kind of an extension uh, is almost—it's uh, not Tatis-like, uh, but it's close for USL. I mean, this kind of thing where you're going three, four years out, or in this case, you know, three years—you um, know—that's that's pretty impressive for this league. So I'm excited to see him keep playing. Yeah. He's in the prime of his career, so that means we get to see hopefully the prime of his career here uh, with the loyal crest on. And how do you guys feel about it? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on bangers. I'm yeah, trying I mean, to figure out who mash is. Yeah. Bangers and mash is like, we need a masher. Yeah. Yeah. Masher yeah, Montgomery. Yeah, that's good. Ooh. Um, Banger Blakey and Masher Montgomery. <laughs> we'll work on we'll workshop it. But yeah, I mean, we talked about this a lot, especially early on in this podcast life. We when we kind of did a lot of USL intro stuff, but this league is full of one year contracts and that get renewed or you know, players move on. There's a ton of roster turnover. It's not like, you know, the European soccer that we're all used to following or even Major League Soccer where there's two, three, four-year contracts. Like, most of these players are on one-year deals and then they, they come back. It, when if, if the manager wants them back or if the, if the staff wants them back, then they get another contract. And if the staff doesn't want them back, they don't get another contract. So this is, like, pretty weird. It's, it's basically two, a two-and-a-half-year contract, right, because he's under contract this year too. Um but I think that this the staff just kind of said, you know what? He's one. He's amazing. He's an amazing player. He's an amazing midfielder. Uh, he can kind of play as a ten. He can kind of play as an eight. Uh, he's he's got pretty much all the attributes you want to see at this level um, for somebody who's going to do what he wants to do. Um, he's young enough. He's he's obviously proven that he could stay healthy. He's won. He he won with Real Monarchs as the captain. So we know he's also capable of captaincy uh, and kind of a leader in the locker room, even if he's not you know, quote unquote, uh, one of the loyal captains. Um, he's still a leader, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, right. It's cool to see the, the club commit to long-term success. It's cool to see um, them kind of break the mold of what USL usually does um, to, to bring in a player who's got a proven track record and, and is going to continue to bring success. Right. It's to me, this is kind of a sign of like, they're going to, they're going to spend the money to take, to do what it takes to win yeah. and continue winning and continue being a successful club. Um, so it's, it, this is like, it might be a minor thing. Like, yeah, great. You know, he's a great player. Let's bring him back. But to me, this is a, 
a bigger sign of kind of who this club is uh, on the field. At least we, we already know who this club is off the field and what they're all about, but on the field um, in their long-term commitment to, to success. So this is a really, really good sign. I think totally. for me, Jack Blake is one of very few players that I've seen put on the San Diego loyal Jersey and leave everything every single time that he gets uh, to play. Every single time yeah. that he sets foot on the pitch, he leaves it all on the pitch. He puts everything into it. And so for him to get an extension and have a little bit of a, uh, you know, clear uh, picture for the next couple of years and be able to say, hey, I don't have to worry. I don't have to think about where I'm going to go next. I'm going to be here for a while and I get to just kind of settle in now is huge. I don't think that he's yeah. the kind of person that would go the negative route, which is like, cool, I have a contract now. I, I can sit back and, and chill because he knows this league and he hasn't experienced a team like this. And I can sense it in him, the way that he talks about us, the way that he talks about the club, everybody in the front office, the way that he uh, just, you know, whenever you get to talk to him and the way that he hugged me when he got the man of the match, told me, he was very sincere about the way that he talks about us and the way that he talks about yeah. San Diego in general. So tell. with this, just like you said, it's so rare, but it's also literally one of the best moves that the club could make because one, now everybody around him sees what the club expects. Now they see, hey, the club gave him an offer to be here for two years because of the way that he's playing. So now right. everybody needs to step it up to earn that yes. as well so it's big it's way bigger than you could think yes we're, we're happy blake is staying of right. course but there's other things that come along with that and i think it was a very well thought out thing to offer him uh this two-year contract extension and that's a tone yes yeah. if you play like he does exactly what will reward you and i think what i love about it, nick said it here you can see his hunger i think the reason he ends up on the ground half the game and not like half the game but it feels like all right he's always the guy getting hit is because he he does what i do sometimes too which is like he gets to a ball and people can't i have these freakishly long legs and i'll just like i'll surprise myself i'm like how did i get to that i don't my like extendo leg but he is just running at such a pace that i think he can get the balls the guys don't think he's going to get to and then they'll go in lazily on it and then they'll take him down, right? And that's why he gets fouled a lot, I think, is just because he's he's so tenacious in a way that most players aren't going at that speed most of the time and have the fitness to keep up the way that he does mm -hmm. uh, and still score, you know, late in games that's or amazing. be effective. It's it's really impressive in a player. So it's just he has something that's they obviously wanted him before the season, right, as well. So they've been courting him for a while, wanted him here, recruited him here, and now got him here. And so I, th I do think part of this is saying, hey, you know, we, we've gone through the stages of this relationship. Let's keep keep it going because it's going to be great for both of us, uh, you know, both the club and him as a player. And uh, that's what you love to see. It's really just what you want to see is that mirror image. And somebody I'd love to see more of, I think, um, you know, uh, this weekend especially too would be him and Guido finding more of a combination there as well just because it feels like you just haven't had them two firing uh, as much together. But I'd love to see some of that because you'd love to see two players that would like to be here for a little bit um, kind of going off in that way and, um, showing that you know talent can kind of rub off on uh, not only that but the style of way we play and how to consume this as well. So it'll be fun to see kind of those different players in the core of this team develop as they continue to hand out hopefully uh, different ways to make ensure that it's going to stay together in some ways. 
with certain players. And uh, I think that was clear from that last year to this year. And then obviously true halfway through the season here, not even, um, you know, here you go, two years uh, extra onto the contract. And I'm just excited. That way you buy a Blake jersey, it's it's good insured yep. jersey, right? Nobody wants to buy the jersey <laughs> and be like, oh, the guy's off the team the next year. <laughs> so, like, it gives you a jersey that if you want to buy that seven, it's pretty safe. You know, there you go. It's, it's a much safer than others, for sure. But check yes. check this transition out right here. Uh, so, obviously, it speaks, as I just mentioned and we all mentioned, the importance that the club is putting into having a solid uh, team, a solid squad with, with the right people. And it also maybe goes into talking a little bit about what the USL could be changing into because the norm has been that these players are going to come in and out like year. Very rarely are they going to stay more than one year. Uh, and when they do, it's, you know, for maybe another year and then that's it. And so that goes to speak a little bit to not just the clubs maybe changing a little bit, San Diego Loyal maybe being at the forefront of this, but USL making some announcements recently, Steve, that lead me to believe there is some changes coming uh very very soon if not within the next couple of years which in soccer terms is like yes pretty quick yeah yeah jeff uh shouts to jeff ruder always um i think it's before we move on jeff ruder with the athletic uh it's amazing that the athletic has a pretty dedicated usl championship uh reporter uh he does an incredible job uh, staying up to date and reporting what the league is up to. Um, that's kind of how we heard this. We heard that essentially from uh, kind of what happened was MLS uh, created that D3 league. Uh, I think a lot of the MLS two teams are going to drop to that D3 league. Um, I don't think that all of them are going to be doing that in 2022, but I believe all of them will be by 2023. And essentially what's, what that does is that breaks the USL MLS relationship or, or dependency um from from what it was before, which is, you know, currently right now, all the MLS two teams play in USL championship. Um, and without those teams, USL can basically say, we can do whatever we want. We're, we're no longer tied to, you know, any MLS big brother situation. So the news that came out, if you guys haven't read it, please subscribe to The Athletic. You know, they don't sponsor the show, but it's, it is incredible. It's worth it. Um, Use your free trial for this. It's, it's a pretty good article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if not. Um, and, and read it because it tells you a lot. And we'll kind of gloss over some of the highlights here. I just put down like literally two notes, but one of them was switching to a winter schedule, which would be cool. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a ton of challenges. There's obviously a lot of northern teams, there's a lot of northeast teams. But with the winter break, I mean, Scandinavian teams do it. But what that does is that allows um, switching to a winter schedule or a traditional European slash global soccer schedule. It kind of allows for discussions on pro rel. Um, I think. There's been a lot of talk about ProRail in USL Championship and USL League One over the past couple of years. I think the um, they talked they first talked about it in like 2019. But personally, I don't really think that you can do ProRail unless you switch the schedules because you have to open up the transfer windows. Uh, you have to be able to transfer players in the in the proper, you know, if you're going to align to a global way of playing soccer, you have to align to the global schedule. Uh, you have to have a summer transfer window and allow players to come in and out. You have the winter transfer window to allow players to come and go as well. Um, doing pro rel in the in the summer just makes it very hard because then your what your mid season transfer window is when the the European transfer windows close. Like that just it doesn't work out. It's just it, it, it's a very awkward situation. So those are a couple of them exciting things. And I think that the the news was that those were going to be pretty much voted on at the formal meetings, which are this winter. I think they said December. Um, but 
who knows? I mean, yeah, like Jerry said, and it could be a couple years away, but in reality, that's really is uh, pretty damn fast in soccer terms. Um, yeah. Obviously in San Diego, we don't have any problems with winter schedules. I think it'd be pretty cool um, to have kind of summers off um, quote unquote off from, from this to be able to kind of enjoy the European, you know, European soccer that goes on or international soccer, you know, the international breaks with, too. Yeah. You know, have your team, team break when they break. National team, like, yeah. 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 Honor. Yeah. Honor and inter- international breaks is one of the things that bothers me about MLS um, and USL, but uh, regardless, it's, it's just a lot. It's, there's a lot of other good news in there. Um, Dick, Nick put it really well in, in, uh, in discord. He said, basically, this is ML saying USL saying to MLS, fuck you. We're going to do what we want. And that's, it's, it's, that's a really good summary, right? It's basically saying we don't, we don't, we're not tied to your, to your schedules anymore. We're not tied to, um, we don't need you anymore. You know, we've kind of grown into our own league where we don't need the two teams to survive anymore. In fact, the two teams are dragging us down. So go get out of here. You know, you're, you're dragging the soccer down. The quality of soccer is lower because you guys are, are, are still here and it's, it's not untrue. I mean, you look across the league, look across the standings. Most of the two teams are, are, are in the lower half of the standings because they don't really care about results. They don't, they're, they're not looking for it. They're looking for development and there's value in that, but there's also value in creating a second division, Soccer league that's that's results based, and and looking for for that too. So um, it's exciting. There's a lot of exciting things coming out of it. Um, we don't, you know, there's obviously no re, no results yet, but um, there's a lot to look forward to. Totally, I think there's. I think it's kind of looking at the ways that the leagues are. The leagues were built in the first place, right? MLS was built in like almost a very Americanized NFL style model that was very much fake it till you make it. Like, we're going to pretend that we're bigger than we are until we can build the stadiums we want and fund it the way we want. And they've kind of gotten to that level now. They, they've reached that. But there's really nothing under that, right, for them to say that they have ownership of. And that's why they're creating this downward structure for some seemingly their minor leagues, right? And so what's happening is you're reaching with USL. I think this has always been part of the plan. They were an insurgent model. So the idea was how do we find cities and stadiums that are open, you know, AAA baseball or, or minor league baseball ownership, right, for lack of a better group and really pitched to a lot of them and said, hey, how do you, would you like to be a soccer person in your city? Here's a model to do it, either if you are an owner of a club or if you have a baseball stadium in your city, that's one way that you can get up and running, right? Same sort of revenue stream, similar ideas, but, you know, loaning of players, players coming down from upper leagues because they had such a cachet in MLS, they had to almost buy into that cachet of players. Now that they've developed their own clubs, like us, places like Madison in League One, that they're saying, hey, these are the ideal, you know, Phoenix as well. This is what we want from a club is to have independence, run its own thing. Phoenix even has its own, you know, feeder in uh, Tucson now. So you really have all these different levels in terms of not just USL and, M- and MLS, but I look at USL almost like a rocket now, and they're taking off and they're shedding off, you know, I've been watching For All Mankind way too much, but they're shedding off the booster rocket that got them into orbit, right, out of uh, the atmosphere to get off Earth, to lift the league into a space where it could exist, and you could actually have teams like this. And so, yeah, they're shedding a lot of the Americanisms, at least, that they had to conform to, to work with MLS and saying, we don't need to do, if we're not working with MLS that closely, we don't need to do any of this, right? We don't need to do any of this. Now we're in space. We're we're out of the Earth's orbit. Yeah. And we can kind of go in any direction we want. And so it's going to be interesting to see where this goes for sure. Cause it's the, the owners could also feel differently. You could have some owners that say, nah, but Dude, you could also have a majority that really want this. It just hit me how perfect you, you use that drew, because I do see Phoenix rising as 
the douchebag that is Jeff Bezos. And so, yeah, that definitely makes sense, dude. Their rocket would be a similar shape. Cock, That's cocky, all I'm saying. Cocky mother. <laughs> <laughs> they only were in space for 10 minutes, but they're going to tell everybody about it for the rest of their life. That's Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're running out of time, guys. Steve, we have some, we we have some, time. We have some local topics we got to hit before we uh, call it quits. We do. We do. Yeah, so, um, cool I will, I will say we, we sent out a survey, a game day survey earlier this week. Um, and Jerry already shouted out Nicole, survey. our director of marketing for work she's been putting in, but Nicole did a ton of work to put the Shout survey out. together. Um, and she's done a ton of work to already compile results for us. We've, we've gotten some incredible results, incredible feedback. We're still, I mean, I've read through them all, but we're still going to go through and we're still going to find trends and we're going to do some actions on it. This week is probably too soon to do that. But that being said, the survey is still open. Um, if you're listening or watching and you haven't done the survey, uh, please do so. It really, really helps us out. Um, even if you're like, oh, I'll just talk to him on game day. No, please take the time to fill out the survey. Because this is where we're going to print it all out on paper and we're going to really find trends. Look um, at Drew's really doing the, to change Drew's, the Drew, Drew's doing the, I want you to fill out our survey. So please, please, seriously, <laughs> it, it does it does make a difference. It does matter. Um, it's really easy to kind of scroll through and say, oh, that you know, whatever. What I say doesn't matter, but no, it, it really does. Please, please, please. Even if you're like, this is perfect. I don't, you know, want, don't want to change anything, which is, of course, what I want to hear. But um, <laughs> the please just seriously fill it out. Please, uh, please do so. Um, the feedback we've the gotten is great so far. So it's, yeah, so thank you yeah, for those who did fill it out. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And a lot of it is, it's affirming. And a lot of it is weirdly, like a lot of people have the same idea, but they voice it in different words. So it is really nice to hear different versions right. and different ways of expressing it to, the, to yeah. hit different chords. But a lot of the feedback's just been really nice too. So thank you so much for your nice words. Um, we were all kind of in some tears by the end of reading it. Some laughing tears, but mostly just like nice, like moist, like, hey, this is a, my, oh, I said, the, I said the bad word. Um, but yeah, just like a, you know, little bit of a teary eye just from everybody really being really nice. Sorry, Steve. Next next announcement. Nick Minut. Nick Minut. Oh, no, we Steve lose, went away. We lost Capcom with Steve. There he is. I dropped. There he is. I dropped. You no, you're back. Um, Houston to I Steve. was going to say, I don't, I don't know where I dropped, but I'm, all I finished on the survey topic is we're going to be doing a bigger survey here. Probably in the next month ish, they do take a little bit of time to kind of compile um, regarding other topics like merch and communications and what else can we be doing in the community. Like, there's a lot more that we want to be, we want feedback on. So um, stay tuned to those emails. But this specifically, we wanted to be together for game day uh, since, you know, that your, your, your responses now can impact game days to come. So, um, hey, talking about game day. That was one, one thing. Talking about game day. Bones Barking Lot. Yes. What about it? What's happening? So Bones Working Stop. Lot, uh, that was one of the, one of the big topics that, in, this, in that survey. Um, we've had a, the last couple of weeks are, have been ga day games, um, but it has been a light showing. So please come out to Bums Working Lot. We, we put a ton of work in every week to make that happen. Um, the club does a, a good service for us to kind of make that happen for us, to give us this opportunity. I know, Steve's muted. There you go. Oh no, I don't know what happened. Uh, we do have an opportunity to do this, and it, it is a you know we 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 don't get to tailgate traditionally, but this is the best we have. So please come out. Um, we're not limiting this to members, so please bring your friends. Please tell your friends. Bring your family. Um, come show us. You know, show them what we're all about, and let's get a chance to meet new people. Uh, the march is a really cool event. Uh, music, like Jerry said before, music. I think we're gonna do some cool chant stuff this week. 
Um, and there's some more games and some other ideas that we have based on this feedback, but it's probably it's just too quick to kind of make happen this week. But in weeks to come, uh, we're going to try to make that event a little bit more uh, focused, I, I think, was one of the feedback things that really resonated with me. So um, please come out to Mom's Parking Lot. It, it does. Uh, it enhances the whole game day experience. Something from we said from the, from the very beginning. It's so much more than just the 90 minutes, and that's kind of what the opportunity of Bums Barking Lot gives us, is um, the chance to kind of gather as a group before the match and talk, and then during the match, we sing for 90. So yeah, you, uh, please, please, please come down. Everybody come out, because we're going to have a special showing by <laughs> DJ Spotify. So yeah, come and check it out. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It'll be Perfect. it'll be a jam. I'm excited. Um, Pride Racer. The, yeah. It, just just come just oh. as you are who cares <laughs> probably oh, a wearing song. a locals t-shirt or a lo- loyal shirt i don't know i'm gonna have to throw but that song in there show up yeah hey pride razor drew take it away what have we done what, what, uh pride th- razor man we, we have uh <coughs> we, we need some we need some help here we still have some unfulfilled uh <clears throat> i don't want to be the bad cop here but uh yeah and Steve, did you just put up your finger? Are you are you one of those people? Yeah, did you I am. Your, um, and it's hard. You get these I emails. I, I, you get emails about a lot of stuff, and it's like, well, you got to do it I, though. I did the locals pledge, and then I I got uh, distracted, and I didn't finish my pledge. <laughs> but, uh, pledge. That happens. Yeah, uh, so I I am I am one of the guilty ones, and I'm speaking hey. from my heart that please fill them out, uh, fulfill the pledges. I just got this update from our director of philanthropy, Tom. Uh, just literally a few hours before we started recording. So I love the honesty. Um, I appreciate. There's it. a few. There's a yeah. There's a few uh, others besides myself that are still open. So if you are one of those people, please uh, go on and fulfill your pride raiser. I know I'm going to be doing mine right after this podcast ends. Um, but that being said, six hundred and twenty-four dollars. By the way, six hundred and twenty-four dollars are still missing. People. Okay. Come on. Thank you, thank you, Jerry. I just did it in my head right now. I don't know if it's right. But that is. That is $5,705.28 out of the $6,329.28 that we have raised. So um, it's I would say it's a majority that was, has already paid too, but we want to get that to 100% because you made a pledge, I made a pledge, and we, that needs to be paid up. And um, I certainly plan on doing that. So uh, the people who are yet to do so, please, please do so. That's still a very good amount. That's it. But everybody that made a pledge, please... Uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, fulfill that thing. We're almost there. We're pretty close. And I'm just very, very proud of everybody that uh, participated. This will definitely not be the last year that we do it. Uh, Pride Razor was uh, amazing. And guess what? We scored a bunch of goals. So even better. You get to celebrate by helping out and being a good community, giving back to the community. 6,300 so. total. I mean, that's 60. Yeah, that's that's an awesome number. So it's pretty cool to see this kind of uh just it's it's everybody throwing in you know here's a cent here here's a little bit here it adds up to a lot so it's really fun to see that kind of escalation when you thought hey this is growing and it keeps growing and then it keeps getting to numbers where you didn't even think it would get to so really appreciate everybody and the giving spirit and that's what it's all about it really is all about giving back and building community um through our our time and our effort uh both on and off the field right uh, we don't get to go on the field but you know what i mean in terms of uh in stadium versus out of 109 uh, kind of stuff, and so the more we can make the world a better place outside of 109, we'll have more to sing about inside of 109. So I love seeing this, and especially this game with this community. 
Uh, it's an awesome place to see. Literally put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Do it. I like it. All right. And that's it. That's going to do it for us. I mean, I can't really stay too much after, for an after hours like we normally would because I work now, y'all. So uh, <laughs> I know I joined the workforce again. Sorry. But uh, we're going to break down our favorite time. You got a few minutes in here? Maybe. Okay, fine. A we little bit. A little bit. Uh, that's going to do it for us for episode 45. Uh, we'll stick around if you're here live with us for a little bit to chat. Just a little bit off the cuff. Stuff. We're going to speculate on the future of American soccer. So you better S- stick around. Nothing Ooh. important. So no. <laughs> 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 just, you know, we small topics like like that yeah. one that Drew just mentioned. So we the do have to. life. The meaning yeah, of like life. That. Why? Uh, how we came to be. I just read a book too. It was Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by, uh, uh, <laughs> you know which it's one I'm talking title. about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it's fantastic. It's such a good book. We'll talk about that. All right. See you guys next time. Uh, <laughs> right. Go loyal. And, uh, see you guys. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Love you.